Hi, I'm Latresa. And I'm Clancy. And we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis. On this podcast, you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley. We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, enjoying his concerts, and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way. With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy. The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist. This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Talk Elvis. Hey guys, it's Clancy and Latresa, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk Elvis podcast. Today we're back continuing on with Elvis's old girlfriend with an episode on June Winico. That's right. The book in the Twilight of Memory, written by June Winoko, Winico. I have um, recently read that book, and so Clancy is going to, if she has any questions or anything, she's going to jump in. She's done a little bit of research, but I had more time than her, so I read actually read the book. So June kind of falls in between Dixie Locke and Anita as far as a steady girlfriend and according to her book she met Elvis when she was 17 and she met him in her hometown of Biloxi Mississippi her friend had actually seen him the night before she really didn't even know who he was and he was performing in Biloxi her friend saw him the night before and wanted her to see him and she didn't really understand what all the hype was about she had a steady boyfriend and she didn't really listen to music that fell in the category well i don't guess any music fell into the category of elvis presley but she had never heard of him and didn't know who he was so she was getting ready they were going to an officer's club there was an, a, a base on on the in biloxi so they were going to the uh, officer's club or whatever to watch him perform so her friend's brother comes and picks her up and they are worried about being able to look old enough to get in because they were were too young but they actually got in and she right before she left she said she heard elvis sing blue moon of kentucky on the radio while she was waiting on her friend to come and pick her up and she thought he sounds really old and she just really didn't like the sound she was trying to picture him in her mind of what he would look like to be singing like that and then when she saw him of course she just completely was was just she understood why her friend had been so obsessed with him and wanting her to meet him so they're sitting there and she said she felt like they kept making eye contact a few times during his performances so during the break her friends like let's go talk to him and she really didn't want to go talk to him she she was real cold or whatever you know she said if you want to go ahead so they end up going to the ladies room and he's standing like right under the sign to the ladies room and so she 
says when they come out of the ladies' room that he grabs her arm and asks her where she's going. And so they kind of start talking, and he's, she says she's just going back to her seat. And he asks her, he said, you care to show me around Biloxi when, when the show's over? Be over in about 30 minutes or whatever. So she says, there's not a whole lot to see. And he's like, oh, surely you can find something to show me. So anyway, they get together after the show, and they go riding. They go get something to eat, and then they end up at a pier at a uh, hotel that has a big, long pier. They go out on the pier, and they look at the moon, and, you know, it's romantic, so romantic. and all that stuff. So she stays out really, really late. I think that she, at one point, she says, what time is it? And he says, it's either... It's either three fifteen or one oh anyway something about that that anyway so it was like three fifteen so they go to her house and end up sitting in the driveway till like six a.m. so her mother's like on her head yeah. but she tells her mother all about meeting him and everything well he's leaving the next day so he tells her he'll call her. And she never really gets a call. So one day her older brother is at home and she and her one of her other girlfriends go and they're at home and he says something about, Oh yeah, you you missed a call from from somebody and she thinks automatically it's Elvis. And she starts questioning him about it. And he says, I don't know who it was. He had a, a real hillbilly twang. So she just knows that it's Elvis. Well, she says the next time he calls, get a number. So it was a while later and, and you know, a few months, whatever. And he calls back and she comes in right after the call. And so her brother says, call operator so-and-so. So she does, but he's already gone. So she misses him. So that's over with, she thinks. And then the next summer, her she has four girlfriends that decide to go on a trip. They go somewhere every summer. And her friend Marie has just gotten a new pink Ford, I think, of some sort. But it's pink. So they decide to go on vacation. Since she has a car, she gets to pick. And she picks that they go to Memphis. And she said she wanted to go to Florida. But... She wasn't driving, so they went to Memphis. Well, Marie's whole ulterior motive was to go to Memphis because of Elvis. Elvis. And she didn't really put the two and two together. She didn't know that Marie had this thing for Elvis. So they go to Memphis, and the first night they get there, they're they unpacking everything. They go to a, a store. They're getting souvenirs and things, and Marie keeps asking for Elvis's address and she can't ever find it. So finally she convinces somebody that they've been invited, they know Elvis and that he says it's okay. <laughs> well, they give her the address, but they say he's he's on tour. He's not there. So she and her friends go to Audubon Drive. It's before Graceland, go to Audubon Drive and they pull up and they're looking at the house and they notice that behind the house there's like construction going on. And they, they say, oh, he's building a pool. You think it's in the shape of a, of a, a guitar? You know, they're very curious. Yeah. So they get out and they go 
to look at the pool. There's not a fence around the house or anything at the time. So while they're standing there looking at the would-be pool, Elvis and his parents drive up. And wow. she turns around and looks, and he and his dad are in black suits. His mom is in a black dress with the, the hat that has a little veil over it and everything. And she's like, they look like they've been to a funeral. Well, he gets out. They all get out, and Vernon and... Gladys go in the house, and he comes over to talk to his fans, and he's talking to them, and he notices June, and he says that his cousin has drowned, and he has to he had to come in for the funeral. Wow. So they talk for a while, and he starts asking June, questioning her, and asks if she's married or whatever, and she looks at him kind of strange, no, and he says, well, I heard you were engaged. And it comes to find out Marie has spoken to Elvis and Marie has told him that, oh, when he asks about June, oh, she's engaged. Oh. So, yeah. A little jealousy there. She didn't there. have some good friends. Yeah. Her, oh, yeah. She did not have. Marie was not a true friend, actually. So, anyway, he asks her to take her out and they basically spend the whole week together. She basically, every morning he, he comes and picks her up and they are out until the wee hours of the morning. He takes her back. She's just getting a few hours of sleep, but she goes with Elvis and he shows her Memphis. And they spend a lot of time at his house. And she talks about getting to know Gladys and getting to know Vernon. And they spend all of this time together. While they're there, Elvis has ordered a car. And so he has to fly to pick the car up. I'm not really sure where. I think it was in Texas, but I'm not positive where it was. So anyway, he asks her to pack an overnight bag. And he says, call Marie and have Marie to pack you an overnight bag and tell them to, I'll come over to Graceland. So he's inviting all the girlfriends Graceland over. Graceland now? No, I'm sorry, at Audubon. Audubon. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for correcting me. So anyway, they all go to Audubon Drive. And so the next morning, or that evening, I guess, at some point, they leave to go on the trip. And he's very nervous flying. And it's the first time she's ever flown. So they experienced that together and, and he he hold they hold hands during the takeoff and all that. So they get to the car and they're gonna drive the car back to Memphis. So she notices when she opens up her overnight bag that she has no makeup and no toothbrush. And so she's wondering, did Marie do that on purpose? For sure. Or did was it an accident? No. So, anyway, they they spend the rest of that week together. She goes back to Biloxi, and later he comes and spends like three weeks in Biloxi on a vacation, and they spend all of that time together. Kind of a whirlwind romance. And uh, one of our listeners, this is what I did for the research, but um, suggested we watch Elvis Home Movies, and it's on Amazon Prime if you're interested in watching and it's all it's footage that Dixie's mom's boyfriend at the time took of his uh, time in Biloxi and so it's really cool Dixie's to see mom? I'm sorry June's mom. June, June's mom June's mom's boyfriend took of Elvis's vacation there they go deep sea fishing and um 
he goes and visits her mom's boyfriend's uh, store and meets fans. And then he wants, he loved deep sea fishing, fishing so much, he wants to take his parents so they go out again. It has footage of him uh, water skiing, and it's supposedly the oldest known private footage of Elvis. So, very interesting. That was interesting. And, the, and that was, he was very excited for his parents to go deep sea fishing. Mm-hmm. And so, he's, he has his parents to come down to Biloxi, and they do the deep sea fishing. Also, some of the things I'm, I'm not really, I didn't take notes while I was listening. I, also, I actually did this book on Audible, and I listened to it actually a couple of times. So I, I have my facts, but as far as like having some type of order or something, I don't. But when you said water skiing, June was a very, she lived next to the ocean, she spent her summer swimming and spending time outside. She always had a, a really good tan. She had dark hair and she had the blue eyes. Elvis mm-hmm. went for the dark haired women with blue eyes yeah. a, a lot. So she says that, you know, Elvis was building a pool at the time, but he did not know how to swim. He tells her he doesn't know how to swim. So one of the things they do during vacation is she tries to give him swimming lessons or give him some tips on swimming, and she makes him promise that he will work on his strokes. That's the last that we've heard about it, but we know he did learn how to swim. So yeah. hopefully she she probably taught him some some of the strokes and things to, to uh, help him to learn how to swim very well. So they have this romance. At the end of the three weeks, he is scheduled to go to Florida for some tours. And she, her parents, she's scared to death her mom won't let her go. She asks her friend Pat to go. And they also have a guy that is a friend. I think his name was Buddy. And he was very wealthy. And so they talk Buddy into going. And he is a big Elvis fan. So the three of them are allowed, their parents allow them since they are going together, they go to Elvis's shows in Florida and they basically follow him around and go to the different shows that he performs when he is in Florida. And there is the Jacksonville where he can only move his little finger. June sits out on that one. After a while, she said she didn't know how he did his performances. She was exhausted. He would do his shows and things. And so Every now and then she would miss a show. They would stay at the room or do something else instead of going to the show. And she did not go to that show, but she was talking about how excited Elvis was because all he did was move his little finger and how everybody just went wild over him moving his little finger. So um, she also talks about... The if you her book opens up with a I'm probably going to butcher the name, but her book opens up with a quote from Khalil Gibral, however you say that, and uh, she apparently introduced him the book The Prophet, and she apparently introduced him to the book. This is Audible, and so I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the quote actually. So, um, which I can't find it on. In the Elvis home movies, um, they interviewed June, her mom's old boyfriend, and her mom. And her mom said she completely trusted Elvis and would let June go anywhere with him. 
he was a, he was a perfect gentleman, mm-hmm. and he impressed them. And but the quote from from the book, she begins the book with that quote, and then you find out in the story she's the one. She realizes that Elvis is very spiritual. That Elvis has a, a, a quest for knowing more about the Lord and and seeking. And so she introduces him to this book, The Prophet. And if you've done any studying of Elvis, he he kept copies of this book throughout his life. And it was it was one of the books that he treasured. And she was the one who actually gave him the first copy. So I thought that was kind of cool. There's several firsts in the book that June mentions and it, it's like she met him so early on, and it seems like she was there when things were starting to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of cool to see that how she basically introduces him to things. The um, uh, Mario, the singer that he likes to listen to. Lonza or Mario Lonza, I think's the name. She talks about listening to him, and that was one thing that he and Priscilla had in yeah. common was listening to them. But apparently, she was the one who introduced him. She told him she thought he had a voice that sounded like that, and she encouraged him to do more songs along those lines. And she says this was an interesting fact that I discovered was, "Are you lonesome tonight?" By the Ink Spots. She says that she mentions that book to him, that that song to him, and he knows that song, and he starts kind of quoting it to her. And she says, "You need to record that sometime." Well, in I know we've been on the Elvis Quiz Show, and I know that several times the the question has been mentioned about who introduced that song or who encouraged him to do that song, and they say that it was the Colonel. And actually, the colonel's wife wow. is the one who who wanted him to do the song. But according to June, she introduced that song to him years before she had brought it to his attention. So that was I thought that was kind of odd that that happened. But there's several different instances in the book. And, and what when they're water skiing, he doesn't know how to swim, but he water skis. And he is trying to teach her how to water ski and he gets very jealous because he feels like the instructor's paying too much attention to her. And she basically, the whole time she's basically, she is very much in love with him, but she doesn't really seem like she has this trust with him. She realizes that he's going to see other people and different things like that. Of course, he starts telling her that he loves her and I really believe that Elvis was sincere when he loved people, but he kind of had the love the one you're with attitude because this this kind of overlaps with some of his other girlfriends. If you're looking, I'm trying to do a timeline possibly to share at some point, but this basically overlaps with some of his other girlfriends. And I'm sure he saw a lot of girls, but I'm also, we have enough facts from girls that he dated kind of sort of steady and they all report how he fell in love with them and they fell in love with him. And, and so I feel like, I feel like Elvis was kind of, I don't know, you kind of want to say maybe insecure 
as far as as women and he wanted to have that relationship we know he had that really strong female relationship with his mother yeah and i feel like he was drawn to strong beautiful women and and i feel like i don't feel like he was playing the field and just basically telling everybody he met he loved them i feel like he probably saw a few or well probably a lot where he didn't drop the l-bomb but you know i do feel like he he did have girls that he did treasure, and I feel like June was one of those early in his career that he did uh, have feelings for. Yeah. So at one point, the reason I was telling the whole story to begin with was at one point, he tells her he feels like it's fate because he says the way that they met in Biloxi, and then he sees her in his driveway a year later, and the fact that he is in town because his cousin passed away, he shouldn't even have been there. He feels like fate has brought them together. Mm -hmm. And so they go, he, he keeps in touch with her as much as Elvis keeps in touch with anybody. But she basically gets tired of waiting on him. And it's been, it's been quite a while, but it goes to where she's not hearing from him for weeks. And so she basically decides to start going out. And so she starts going out with, uh, she starts dating a man who's been married before. And he makes her feel really special. She's really torn in her relationship. He makes her feel really special. But she's so tired of waiting to hear from Elvis. And she's, of course, hearing all this on the media about him and these other women and things. So the guy that she's dating asks her to marry him and she accepts. And so she gets, she's engaged and she gets a telegram that says that Elvis is going to be passing through and he's going to go, he's on a train and he's going to go out of his way to New Orleans and he wants her to meet him there. And so she and her friend Pat load up to go and the whole time they're going Pat keeps trying to tell her you know are you sure are you sure you know you're on the rebound you know you that Elvis has feelings for you you have feelings for Elvis are you sure that you want to do this and she says yes so she goes to meet him and she says he's very excited to see her they get into the they're standing there and he's wanting her to ride with him on into Memphis. And he keeps saying, got a big surprise, got a big surprise. And she stops him and she basically tells him that she's engaged and he really can't believe her. But, you know, she, she says, yeah. And she basically just gives him the information and tells him, you know, she couldn't just keep waiting on him forever. And that, you know, if he, if he cared that much about her, he would have been calling and things like that. So she says, he's sad. She's sad. She's very upset, but she leaves. And she says a day or two after that, it comes out in the paper that he has bought, purchased Graceland. And so she feels like that was the big surprise that he had, that he was going to tell her that he had purchased Graceland. Yeah. So anyway, she marries and it's, she is at, she's on a bowling team and her bowling team goes to Memphis and part of the package for the championship bowling thing is a trip to Graceland. So she gets to go and that's when she actually sees Graceland. 
That's cool. And, yeah. And I don't remember exactly the facts, but I know that someone, I think she sees someone there that she knows and they tell her that Elvis is at the movies. So they basically tell her where to go. So she goes and she sees him at the movies and he's sitting there with Priscilla. Mm. And she said that Priscilla kept her eyes on the screen, never looked up or anything, but he hugs her and tells her how happy he is to see her and everything. And, and she says that, you know, that, that was, um, that was when she, the last time that she saw him. And then she goes on and talks about when he, when he died and, she, I mean, it was really, it was really a sweet story, uh, probably lots more that I can't remember, but she has a place in Elvis history, and she wrote the book In the Twilight of Memory. The book on Audible was hard to read. One thing, and there were several uh, comments or uh, responses that they had reviews that they had done. The girl that does it switches voices and she's got the Elvis voice and she's got the gym voice and I did not like that I mean I'm just like read it you know that was that that was a turnoff to me that was very hard to follow but she she seems to be someone she's still a very attractive lady the last I don't I think that she's still alive I don't think that she's passed away yet and I know I've heard of some people that actually have known her that has actually met her before and as far as i can see here she is still alive uh, and she talks about how uh, there's an interview where she said that you know she um she she didn't they didn't get physical she back then it was not appropriate and she did spend a lot of time with him which we know from that that a lot of uh, the women that he was with there was a respect thing there he liked to play around but you know that he didn't he didn't take things too far but Peter Goronik who is one of the most famous and the best biographers for Elvis says that um he does the forward in the book and he says Juanico did not doubt that Elvis loved her, but she didn't know if she could ever get him back. She says that Nick Adams, whenever Nick came to town, she gives Nick, she says that Nick, this was a interesting something that I did some research on. Nick Adams was hired by the Colonel to basically spy on Elvis and she says that he Nick came around and came to to Memphis and hung out and they never really liked each other but she said that Nick was always questioning her and she felt like he was running back and telling the colonel everything that she did but she says that he never drank or did drugs when she was with him and um, she tends to feel like he would not have become dependent on drugs if they had stayed together, which I feel like a lot of his girlfriends probably think that. But she says when he died, she felt guilty, and she had never been able to understand how he could be surrounded with so many people who supposedly loved him, yet they let him do that to himself. So that goes, that's the opinion of a lot of people that, that were out of Elvis's circle. And if you listen to the 
podcast from last week, Elvis had a lot of underlying health issues, which was a lot of the reason that he did start the prescription medication. And I feel like that's something even a lot of people that were close to him at certain times did not realize. And I think it's a misconception, not saying that June could not have prevented him. I I don't know anything about that relationship. That was just a quote that she had. But I feel like he had so many medical issues that he turned to the prescription drugs for that purpose. And I don't know that anyone could have stopped him from that. It, if you if you were living it at the time, I'm sure when somebody's in pain and when they're sick, most of the time we'll take just about anything to make us feel better, you know? Yeah. So that's basically, it's a, it's a good book. It's an easy read. If you, I would suggest the book instead of uh, Audible, but I listened to it in the car. And like I say, I listened to it a couple of times. I listened to it while I was out working in my flower beds, you know, easy to, to be able to read or to listen Audible. It worked out really well for me because I didn't have a lot of time to sit and read, but I think it would be a more pleasant read than it was a, a listen. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Come back next week. I'm not sure. We haven't really talked about next week's episode. Who will that be? I'm not really sure. Uh, you guys, we we probably need to do Anne Margaret yes. as far as girlfriends go. And we can try to throw in Viva Las Vegas. We'll try to make it more of a movie, do the, the movie, what was happening when and, and about their relationship and things to make it a little bit more exciting. We don't want anybody to get burnout on Elvis's love life, which would never be boring, but we could go on forever. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go to the Viva Las Vegas slash uh, Anne-Marie or mm-hmm. Anne-Margaret. And uh, have you got anything else? As always, thank you for listening. If you like what the you quote, hear. What? The, didn't somebody leave us a... A message there. I thought we had a review. I gotta pull it up. My phone is about dead. Oh, what this is for last week's episode. It says this episode was fascinating and contained lots of information I didn't know. I learned a ton, and I'm actually really surprised at some of the causes for Elvis's poor health in his later years. Uh, we were too. So thank you for listening. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts. And follow us at Let's Talk Elvis Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.